<laughs> Welcome back to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk on Babs Rolls Ivy. Woo! I got my girlfriend Ife Michelle Gardine. Hey, Ife. And hey. is that John Moore? Is that John Moore? Yes, hey, John Moore's gonna be playing with us. Oh, you know, I love him. I love, love, love him. How are you? I'm good. I know you are. Lit Fest next week. Huh? Lit Fest at the end of the week. At the end of the week. Oh, my God. It's here already. I can't believe it's here already. All right. Good morning, John. Good morning, John. (laughs) How you doing? One of my favorite people, my favorite musician. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Are you cold? You must be cold. You got a hoodie on. You cold? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm cold. Yeah. So tell me about Live Fest Ife this year, because it's it's the end of the week. It's the end of the week. So I'm excited because our our theme is um, Afrofuturism. We decided to to sort of continue the theme of DiasporaCon, um, and think about Afrofuturism, Black to the Future. Like we're going to be in the future. (laughs) We're going to be black in the future. You think we black now? We're going to be blacker in the future. Okay. And we want to encourage people to come as their own superhero. Oh my gosh. Another Black Panther coming out. You got, what what is, what is that guy? The Woman King. We just saw the the Woman King. King, You know, (laughs) You know, and it's time for us to like, like, let's, let's control it. Let's like dress up as ourselves and not somebody else. And that is why we're featuring very talented and innovative folks. Like, (laughs) So how did Jonathan Moore get, get, get invited to this Black to the Future Elm City Lit Fest? Well, um, uh, people that are part of my dynamic team, I'm so appreciative of the young ladies, um, Sha McAllister, of course, Juanita, uh, Austin, who did that fabulous graphic for us. Oh, I you mean, see, Harry had to take had to take some that, liberty with it. Okay. <laughs> Listen, that was, that was nice. That was funky. I like that shoe. <laughs> you know, Harry <laughs> likes to play around. <laughs> and also, Zania Leon, and Zania is in um, has. Uh, a company, a management company for artists. Mm-hmm. So she's that she launched a couple of uh, weeks ago. Rich kid, rich something. Oh, Richland. I'm sorry, Zanaya, I got it wrong. But <laughs> Richland. But she has some artists, and Jonathan is part of the repertoire. Oh yeah. Oh, you know I had, You know Jonathan. I saw her and I said, Oh, you know who you should have. And she's like, I got him. Because <laughs> we had talked about this already about you needing some good representation. So I'm glad you yeah. got with this sister because she is very talented and yeah. smart. She, so she, she's a dynamic woman. And then, and we also have on the team um, Monique Russell, who um, did a lot of work in, in DC. Um, event planning work in DC worked for Marion Barry and Sharon Pratt. <laughs> that you know that Sharon Pratt Kelly was my first political campaign I worked on in DC when she was running for mayor. Oh, and and uh, Monique worked for her. Oh my gosh! Administration, her and Marion Barry's administration. Even though she don't really like being a blast on social media that much, I'm glad to have her. And of course, our friend Tony Williams. Yes, who does so the, uh, the jazz on the venue? Week, 
Yes. So collectively, um, Zania put the talent together because we got three, we got, we got three parts happening, you know, um, but I really want to emphasize the the black to the future. The Afrofuturism is what, um, you know, that uh, we just did the parable project over the summer. And now was that an inspiration for the theme? Like, or were you already thinking about black to the future? I was already thinking about it when we, when we, um, in April, when we did lit, when we did DiasporaCon, because of the momentum and the buzz and the, like, like all the information that was coming, I was like, okay, I know what the thing going to be for this year. It's going to be black to the future. We're going to do Afrofuture. <laughs> well, Afrofuturism. And then I was like, yeah, black, not black into the future, black to the future. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. So, yeah. so, so when you think about black to the future, like how do you, how do you stack up the, the lip fest? How do you, how do you have it reflect this theme? Well, with the, um, the, with the entertainment and the authors mm-hmm. and the activities that we, um, that we planned, it's about empowering yourselves. It's about having like a lot of the, the artists are creative entrepreneurs, people that stepped out of a box to create their own reality to, I mean, LitFest, I, you know, started with <laughs> creating my own reality. So we want to encourage people to, to keep stay in that mindset, like out of a box, we're black, we'd be authentic selves, bringing our authentic selves as we are in, in, in living as we want to. How do you envision a future of our own community? Mm. So John, tell me, um, you know, you are a classically trained musician. Yeah. And, and, and with that said, there's a lot of uh, whiteness to that classical training. How do, you, how do you envision black to the future? what you know and what you do and and put your own kind of spin on that and at, at the same time trying to you know introduce people to what you do classical <laughs> music cool music jazz music all the yeah. music so so what i do i even though i'm i'm trained like classically i still add that funk to it so <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you know listening to a lot of P Funk and Bootsy Collins, Prince. You know, so you, how old are you? How old are you? Are you? I'm twenty. I'm twenty five. <laughs> get this music. Your peoples gave it to you. Your mom and your daddy listened to this music. Because yeah. I was like, I don't yeah. know how at twenty five you get to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> definitely, my dad. You know, he he still has his records downstairs in the living room. So, you know, I I grew up with all of that. So I incorporate you know, all of those attributes to the cello and just get a new sound. So oh, I love that's, it. That's me. Yep. I love it. So Ife, tell me some of the authors that's going to show up. Okay. So the authors will be, um, there's a, a publishing company, Lauren Simone Publishing, who's been, who's participated in every Lit Fest. This is our third one, but um, in the beginning in 2020, she was starting out with books from um, her children. Um, her name is Melissa Saint Melissa John, and her two daughters, um, Lauren and Simone, Olivia Lauren and Simone, started writing children's books. So we're going to have featured offers from her her uh, publishing company that has grown now. 
um, Yvette Phillips, Olivia Lauren John, and Rosamond White, and uh, also a young lady, Patricia Bellamy Mathis. Those will be the children's authors. They wrote, they wrote empowering children's books. Um, and we will have um, Iyaba, um, Iyaba Arts. Iyaba is a um, multi-visual visual music dance artist. He, he'll be doing puppetry and, and storytelling. So, and then for the adults, to, Tochi Anyabuchi. Yes. Anyabuchi wrote, um, a, he's written a, quite a few books. He went to Yale, left here, became a big author and came back to New Haven to be based in New Haven and actually wrote a story, a, a futuristic story called Giant that mm -hmm. is about an Afrofuturistic story based in New Haven. So he talks about the streets and the things and it's very familiar. So, and it's a award-winning book. Um, it won the Connecticut Book Award. <laughs> I'm happy to say, because I'm a Connecticut Book Award judge um, and uh, for the past couple of years. So um, yes. And and then um, Nize, our good friend Nize. Yes, BAM books. Oh, by any means necessary books. It's going to be in, in conversation with Joelle Thompson at the of the NHSO about um through the lens of Baldwin, like how James Baldwin's um writings and visions became uh, are relevant now and into our future. Yeah, Joe Thompson is the uh the uh, composer in residence for the New Haven Symphony Orchestra. And uh and we saw his piece debut last year, Snowy Day. And then this year he is doing a piece dedicated to Baldwin. So uh and I think that's coming up um soon <laughs> yeah it's on the 23rd it's actually yes. on sunday after the after lit fest the day after and then um yeah and tochi is going to be in conversation with juanita who did the 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 um graphics um she's doing some projects she's she, she does a she started cultured af in 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 new london and she's just a curator extraordinaire and then we'll have what we call an, a feminine, a, a feminine panel, feminine renaissance panel, <laughs> um, young women who are um, living and working in, uh, in the graphic novel, graphic design, comic book. Um, uh, air, uh, yeah, because you don't, you don't see too many women, particularly women of color in that genre, they exist. So, mm -hmm. um, so this is a wonderful opportunity for them to right. sort of be seen um, and that Absolutely. people can sort of say, yes, there are sisters working in, in the comic book genre who are doing so, quite um, well. They'll be, it, Sha will be in conversation with Alana Ladson, who is a wonderful graphic artist. She did our DiasporaCon um, logo in April. And then Dime Ellis, who started Punk Noir, like sister is doing her thing. And then Queen Obsidian Rain. So all these sisters, on their own have different um visuals but they come together and they you know they're going to be in conversation with Shaw and Colton Harris from the state of Connecticut will be we doing know Colton yeah Colton will be doing a screenwriting workshop so because he got a few films out here okay I love it that are, so that are also that also encompass Afrofuturism so, and then the talent 
Jonathan's going to kick off some talent. <laughs> He's going to be the first performer. <laughs> um, but we enjoy having, we looked at like for talent, like who's original, like, like you said, you did old, you, you grew up with the old school stuff. <laughs> yet you got your spin on it. You right. got the, your spin on it, you know? Yep. So, um, and we so have- who else, who else is performing? I mean, just having John is enough. Yeah, and, and you don't need any more. Although we're not trying to, we're not trying to run them down all day. But who else is who else is performing? We'll have a poet, a poet out of um, uh, Waterbury, Tamani Rain, um, mm-hmm. and our fabulous Erica Ortiz is going to be doing <laughs> her thing, um, and Savion Brown, Osho the poet and Tyler Goldchain will be doing something kind of together. And Osho is a poet, performer, and Tyler is a very talented musician and poet. And okay. So- okay. So it's a full, full day. Mm-hmm. What time does it start? It starts at 11 a.m. Daryl Huckabee is going to be hosting. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to have uh, music by DJ Prestige. Um, waiting to hear from Betsy Ross Middle School Band. <laughs> they made me. Um, okay. Um, Bianca Kay and um, Marshoon, fabulous, two fabulous artists, will be doing mask making um, um, workshops. And I have to say, all the workshops are going to be held in the Stetson, that is our community partner, the Stetson Library, with uh, the head librarian, Miss. Diane Brown, mm-hmm. um, um, who graciously offered up the whole space for us. So okay. we're really appreciative of that. So downstairs, all the children's program is going to be down there. And then we'll have upstairs. In the Q house will be the vendors in the gym. Oh, I was going to say, I know somebody's got to be selling something. The vendors will be in the gym. <laughs> and then we have food trucks coming. And we'll have the food trucks parked across the street. And... Um, Dixel in the plaza. plaza yes yeah in the front part of the plaza in the front that? part in the front right like directly across the street from the building okay oh that'll we'll be good food trucks so be it'll be the entertainment um the stage in the in the in the um plaza in the new q house plaza between the q house and the church and then all the indoor programming will be on um, in the library and then you can walk through the, the gym and get get your your fares. So t- tell me why why is the lit fest important? Why is it important? The lit fest is important because literacy is important and getting our people to read whatever they can and um, promoting literacy. We don't there's not enough knowledge in our culture of our of our literature of our writers, of ourselves. And since I started LitFest, that there's so many ta- local and regional talented people that have been coming this way. So this, we've been able to grow and grow and grow. So we encourage if, if local people that have books, you know, hit us up for elmcitylitfest at gmail.com or go to our website, it's culturally lit. Cause culturally lit is the now the umbrella for LitFest, Diaspora Con and soon to come the Diaspora Book Awards. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it. I love it. So, so you start planning this last year, right after the last Lit Fest. <laughs> well, Are actually, you- after the last Lit Fest, I started planning this, and then 
hoping and and wasn't sure because I'm not sure if the 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 Stetson was in the new building yet. Um, but also we started planning DiasporaCon, which was because when we did last year's Lit Fest again, a lot of um, we came, became aware of a whole culture of graphic novels and conference and, and um, comic cons, com conventions and things like that. And there's a movement, but there's also very few people of color that were highlighted in that at all. So um, we created DiasporaCon, which was a conference at Quinnipiac last April that- I loved it. Highlighted. So I learned so much. Opportunities for people. And that's yeah. one of the things like, like I'm sure Jonathan, once you started your thing, opportunities abounded, right? Definitely. What kind of opportunities came up for you when you started? Right. Yeah, it was, it's a lot, a lot of performances. <laughs> <laughs> whole lot of performances, a whole lot of projects, collaborations. It's just, just everything. So. Oh, I love it. So, mm -hmm. so um, I, I take it this is a very family friendly event. It is a family friendly event. And people of all ages could go, right? Everybody. People of all ages are welcome to come and encourage people to be in their costume, be their own superhero. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, are you coming in costume? Are you are you coming as a super musician? Well, like, what are, what are you doing? I have no clue. I have <laughs> and I want to no emphasize, clue. like, we want to stay positive, people. I don't want no big old weapons and like, right. no, we ain't killing people. We conquering <laughs> our future. <laughs> oh, I love that. I Take love that. Yeah, because you got to remind people because this is October and it is close yeah. to Halloween. Yeah. People will show up as the Grim yeah. Reaper. <laughs> We're not talking about the darkness, people. We're talking about like saving ourselves and being in the light. That's that's how you come become your own superhero. So does right. this mean that um, you're not planning a diaspora con, or is this uh, yes, a hybrid are. of the it's two? It's a hybrid of the two, but we're we're gonna no, we're gonna have a diaspora con. We have to continue that. We can't leave like in and, and Quinnipiac was so gracious to um host us and really want to be out there again so okay that'll be good because I, I really enjoyed that and I you know and the uh the the way that Connecticut is so centered in the uh graphic novel world I had no idea until uh uh Dr. Foster um, mm -hmm. talked about that and some of the other folks that were on the panel that were there for the day talked about how graphic novels started in Connecticut, which was impressive and interesting to me. So, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So um, in, in, in having panels, you have a couple of panels going on, um, talking about, talking to authors and, and their work and this notion of Afrofuturism, um, which is not a new term. No, it's not, but it is, um, no, I shouldn't say, but. And it is an empowering term. It is not, it is about how we, for me, it's about how, how we move forward in our Afro, Africanness into the future. How do we maintain ourselves and our culture, which is, you know, very important to me. And mm -hmm. so um, in promoting this and having, having exposing everyone to our culture 
So it's not so threatening maybe to some people, but also empowering ourselves to know more about our culture and how, and the multi-talents of everybody, of the literature, the um, music, poetry, all that. Everybody's going to be selling their books. <laughs> Any people that can get, sell their books, come on, sell your book. That's it. You know sell what I mean? Book. Well, I mean, I, I like the idea of this because, um, you know, we're in this movement of critical race theory, this foolishness of critical race theory and books being banned and books being taken off shelves and teachers being punished for even trying to teach any kind of Black history, American history, any kind of history. So the, I imagine um, that the Lit Fest helps cure some of that um, trepidations that teachers have to go up against, that, that this is a, a, a way that we can get this, the story of us out there without going to somebody's school system. Okay. Yeah, and, and being or being homogenized. And I also want to give a shout out to, of course, Possible Futures, our, our girl Lauren out there. Lauren will be there selling books as well as uh, Nize, because Nize sells consciously by any means necessary. Her books are purposely conscionable books. <laughs> and Possible Futures has all the books that don't get, that they get banned and don't get out there for people to share with their children mm-hmm. and may not be in any uh, in certain schools unless you have your kids go to the Montessori school or or some <laughs> some school that's got some awareness other than that yeah we have to promote it as much as possible for everybody but especially for our own for people of color and for black people to know that it is important because I am also of course a literacy volunteer and on the board for literacy volunteers literacy is very important and key from personally for me in my life. I come from a school, from a history of teachers, my aunts and two of my aunts and my grandmother, like it was important. Literacy is like key to knowledge. Come on. <laughs> for exactly. Everything that's going on in the world, you got to stay aware. I'm sure Jonathan, you, you have you created something? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to ask you, Jonathan, you know, when you think about Afro Afrofuturism as someone who was in their 20s, early 20s, like what is that? What how does that resonate with you? What do you think about when you think black to the future? Oof. Me personally? Yes. <laughs> since, since I'm I'm actually like the family historian about our family tree and everything else, it that that means a lot. Um for me being young. It's, it's like I had to know where I came from so I could know where I'm going. So that's exactly what that quote means to me. You know, it, it may mean something else to other people, but um, that that quote is, it kind of hits home, so. <laughs> and so now do you, do you, do you create music through that lens? Like, how do you think about when you're creating your own music, how do you yeah. how do you think about that? Yeah, when 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 I create music, it's just something. It's for me. I just have to be original, but yet have some type of um, identity with it. And so, most of the songs that I do create, they're probably based on certain regions 
especially Africa, which is crazy. <laughs> so certain songs that that I will play um, at the Lit Fest, uh, you'll you'll definitely hear that 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 African type of sound to it too. So, I mean, and 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 the fact that you play the cello and you've yeah. already created interesting ways to play the cello and that no one has ever heard or experienced before. I mean, that's the buzz, right? Like here's this young man playing this instrument in a way that it was never played before. And people are fascinated by that. So talk a little bit about how did you, how did you do that? So I don't even know how I really got started with it. I just wanted to make uh, sounds that weren't really normal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> especially playing the cello you know because oh all we have is like you know you pluck the strings and you play with the bow all right cool so but it, it all sounded the same to me so i was like you know let me let me plug this up to an amp and let me add these special effects to it and let me start hitting it let me <laughs> so i i just had to get so creative with it so i can find my own identity with with my instrument there you go so i love it that's there that's what go. it's all about well, that it, it is really a wonderful thing. So, Ife, tell us what do you want people to uh, experience? What do you want people to walk out of the Lit Fest with? Like, what do you what What is your hope for this? I I I hope that my 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 hope for people is to have a different kind of experience, and for folks to um, develop a, a more of an appreciation of our culture, um, like Afrofuturism is a cultural aesthetic. It's, a, it's like a philosophy, a combination of our traditional historical culture and, and how we move forward in it and how we can maintain our authentic selves. We've, over the years, we've had to deal with, um, we have to have legislation to wear our hair the way we want to, to work the way we want. We have artists that are, now coming into their own creatives, I should say, just not it's just creatives in all aspects of things that are like these young people are bucking the system. They're not like coming out of college saying, "Oh, I want to go into corporate this or that." A lot of them are like, "I'm creating my own thing." So, a, a sense of empowerment, a sense of more cultural awareness, and an appreciation for what is being presented to them um, because Brother Iyaba is going to do one of the Anansi stories in his storytelling and then incorporate that into a puppetry workshop after. So you get 30 minutes of him engaging you in, in interactive storytelling and drums and da, 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 and then let's make some puppets. <laughs> okay, let's take something away, but also for everybody, everybody may not get to make a puppet or a mask. Um, Marshoon, it's, it's so wonderful to have this wonderful muralist and creative Marshoon, who is a young person with an elder who is Kay Anderson, Bianca K. Anderson, who does wonderful masks and uses cowrie shells and, and, and textures and her thing. So there'll be intergenerational and they're in mask making, but they both see the same vision. So like the 
an awareness, a cultural awareness, and a love of literature. Buy some books, baby. Buy these people books. <laughs> <laughs> books, okay. listen, books make great gifts, and the holidays are upon us. So right. we're give some, particularly our little ones, they need to they need to understand how to hold a book and turn the pages of a book. And that's where it starts. You know, you buy them books that are culturally appropriate for them. And, and, and that's how you foster a love of reading. You start very early putting a book in their hands so that they can feel it and touch it and gnaw on it. You know, all the, all the <laughs> things that little kids can do. All right, Eva, tell us, tell us what time and where, where, where's the, uh, the Lit Fest this year? Saturday, this Saturday, October 22nd, from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m., there will be um, there will be workshops starting at 11:15 in the library. Um, the children's program starts at 11:15. The adult program starts at 11:30 on the second floor in the library. The entertainment which will be opening with um, the talented and fabulous with the talent and the fabulousness. Um, and we're going to have DJ Prestige in between um, uh, in, um, entertaining us as well. Um, and performances start in the plaza at 1, 1 So Now, are you going to live stream any of this? Like, are people going to be able to catch some of this? It's going to be recorded, but not live stream because there'll be three things happening. <laughs> it's going to be there's going to be something in front of the stage. It's going to be cameras in front of the stage and camera upstairs and downstairs in the library. Um, and then we're having, you know, the vendors. So vendors, um, we want to fill up the gym with vendors. Come on, y'all. Um, we have some vendors now, but we can use some more. So if you know anybody out there that's selling something. Hit us up, elmcitylitfest at gmail.com, and um, we'll send you the info. Or go to our website, which also has a, has the um, information as well, culturallylit.com. Oh, I love it. I'm so excited. It's always such, I mean, I've been going since you started it, and, and every time I go, I learn something. I meet somebody new, and uh, and, and I pick up a few books, so... I'm looking forward to it. I think Saturday is going to be a wonderful day, weather-wise. Yes. Cross fingers and yes. uh, and to be on Dixwell Avenue, to be in the heart of uh, Dixwell community, and that is key. like to have the have the workshops. Um, you know, the session's been busy anyway. They've been she that programming since they started. Like boom, boom, boom every week. I don't know the knowledge has been pumping out of there. So we're really happy that. Um, that Diane Brown let us you know, like was like yeah use the whole library whatever you need <laughs> use every room how many rooms you want <laughs> and, that, and you know and that's what community that's that's what needs to happen in a community particularly this community that, that has not had this level of 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 activity in a very long time and I know Diane Brown has held it down in the Stetson when it was across the street. But now she's got a bigger playground and uh, and it's connected to the Q house as part of the anchor to the Q house uh, makes a big it really does make a difference in that neighborhood and mm -hmm. in the whole city, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're, we appreciate it. We hope everybody can come out, even if you can't come for the whole day, a part of the day, 
Um, we're going to post the, the program up so you can come and hear who you want to hear or participate in the workshop you want to participate in and always walk through and get those people, uh, buy some people stuff, buy, <laughs> buy people stuff. Yes. Cause Ooh. I know if, if, if the vendors are like vendors from past, some really nice things, really, really nice things by people who look like you, who are making stuff, who create stuff. It'd be great. And to hear John Moore uh, live and in person is a, is really a big deal. So if you've not heard this young brother, uh, you should, because he, he is up and coming and very talented and we are blessed to have him in our presence. So Eva, I'm so glad about this. I'm so excited. I'm glad that you could come on this morning and talk about this. It is Saturday. I want people, I will be there. I'll be there a little shortly afternoon because I got commitments from nine to 12, but I will be there for the day. I'm going to hang out and be ready. I don't know if I'm a cosplay. But oh, gonna... well, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to cosplay either, but I'm going to be in some big African something. I know. <laughs> I'd love to see some babies come in some in some cute stuff. Like I'd love to see to see somebody. But you know, you never know. You see some people cosplaying. We'll see what you happens. Know, and folks can make a mask. They could they could get in the workshop. They go into where Marshoon and Kay will be, and they can make their own mask. Mm-hmm. And there it is. You know, there you go. I love it. Let me make a mask and shields. You know, we gotta <laughs> we gonna fly into the future, baby. With all the make me a mask. I like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining us this morning john thank moore ife garden my dear friend and my great love uh i will be there on saturday i hope you'll be there on saturday too listening audience because if you don't be there you're gonna be squared i'm gonna be talking about it the next week and you're gonna be like damn it i missed it yes you will so <laughs> make your way there on saturday you can't miss it on dixville avenue right there the big ass q house and step to right. my so I'll see y'all. Thank you so much for being with me this morning, kicking mm-hmm. off my week. Black to the future, y'all. Afrofuturism. That's the Elm City yeah. Lit Fest Thank, Thank y'all. Harry, play us out and throw up that graphic one more time because I love it. I think I'm going to keep that thing and frame it. I love it so much. <laughs> I do too. I am. It's great. So, all right, I'll see y'all. Thank you so no. much. Thank you, Harry.